Hi, I'm Marty. I'm Dave. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And this is Door 14 Hockey. It's been over a year, but I can finally say hello and welcome to a new edition of the Door 14 Hockey Podcast. It's a hockey-themed podcast that takes a look at the world of hockey from across the globe, hosted by four semi-knowledgeable fans. When do they get here? Uh, maybe three plus one. For those new to our show, we follow a simple structure, just like a game of hockey. We split into three periods and the occasional overtime. I'm your host, Marty, alongside Dave. Hello. John. Hello. And Aaron. Hey guys, welcome back. It's uh, it's been one hell of a year. Uh, extreme highs and extreme lows. Um, how have you all been doing? Uh, Aaron, how are you doing? Has it, it's strange that it's been a year. Uh, everyone keeps, I think, t- talks about COVID time. You know, a week becomes a a month becomes a year, and it feels like it's only been a week. Yeah, it's 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 unusual. It's really weird. I know we um we we officially finished um our last we recorded our last like official podcast um hockey themed one we should say uh, back in March of last year. So uh, it's been crazy when you think that we're now in May 2021 um and we're only starting to pick up the the podcast now because let's be honest there's lots starting to happen. So that's why we wanted to get together and have a bit of a chat through some of that. Um but uh before we get into that we'll continue with the next person. Dave, how are you? Grant, Grant, um, really for, for, for just been a bit of a whirlwind the last year and a bit, you know, it's been unreal, um, big, uh, good things, bad things and everything in between. So, um, yeah, loving yeah. life. Good, good, good. And John, what about yourself? I'm oh, good. Uh, like everyone else, ups and downs over the last year since we did the last proper podcast. Uh, but no, finally, finally all settled in, um, enjoying things the way they are just now the way things are opening up and yeah hockey on the horizon is always a good thing yeah and it is indeed um it's 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 exciting um th- that we finally got uh, some stuff to talk about um so it, it's great that we're gonna get now I stuck into it and i just kind of i suppose kind of take a wee look uh and review what what, what has been a, a kind of an interesting year for hockey both here in the uk but also let's look at we're going to look in a focus as well on on hockey in the nhl and and how we'll try not to kind of focus too much on covid but obviously we're in we're in the middle of covid times in inverted commas uh so it's hard not to talk about a podcast and talk about covid at the same time but we'll try our try our best not to kind of dwell on it because um i know a lot of people's favorite entertainment uh at the moment be that tv films whatever it is are really bogged down heavy and covid related topics and stuff so we'll try our best not to, to dwell on it too much and we'll focus. i haven't seen hey doggy mention <laughs> <laughs> is that your lockdown watching that's our lockdown watching, so it is. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Although saying that, I do like Hey Dougie. Um, and any anybody out there listening who has children will, I don't have children, but I got to watch because I've had so many nephews and nieces, and every single one of them went through a Dougie <laughs> phase. Um, and yeah, it's it's a pretty good show. Okay, let's get stuck into period one of hockey. Okay, period one of hockey is a roundup uh, and a bit of a chat about um, the league league here or local hockey coverage, suppose, in the UK. Uh, or if you're from the UK, ice hockey. Um, let's make that clear. Um, <laughs> guys, 
It's been uh, an interesting year. Obviously, last March, the league came along last March, like all the other major leagues around the uh, the world, and announced a premature end to the hockey season. Um, that obviously happened and triggered a number of different things. The full season, you know, the 2020-2021 ice hockey season, as it was supposed to start in September, obviously didn't happen um, for a number of reasons, it, unlike the likes of Premiership hockey or Premiership football, unlike the NHL uh, and some of the major leagues in Europe, hockey in the UK is not built on a, in a way that allows for it to continue on with no fans in arenas and also the fact that we are spread out across, you know, four different, you know, areas of the UK, um, each with their own, you know, governments that control the the guidelines and everything else so there's a number of reasons why it didn't happen and didn't take place um but what did take place and we'll start off this um this period i suppose looking at the elite hockey series that did take place um there are just um in the last few weeks um in the in in, in england um shall we say um the four teams that took part were the Panthers, the Steelers, Manchester uh, Storm and also Coventry Blaze. Um, everybody has their own opinion on what they thought of the Elite Series, whether or not it was a good thing, whether or not it was a bad thing. The main thing is it was hockey in the UK. Um, so, you know, no matter what anybody says, hockey came back to the UK and there was a number of reasons why it happened. We, we know that there was a bit of, you know, as part of um, government uh, support and government uh, money and investment, the England Sport in England. What what's the body called in England? Actually, I can't remember the name of it. Anybody know off the top of their head? Is it just Sport in England? Sport Sport England. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they were they were super original when they came up with it. Yeah. Um, they, they kind of thought, where where are we from and what do we do? What do we do. <laughs> So Sport in England um, agreed to a small fund uh, that would go into ice hockey um, to kind of help support it during the COVID crisis and the lockdown and the fact that there was no money coming in. But as part of that, part of that, it meant that the teams in the Elite League who were based in England had to put on some form of hockey in the, se- in the, in the season in order to suppose claim that money is that i'm right in saying that i'm not i'm not often saying what yeah, i'm saying i think that's right yeah um yep. and as part of that then obviously the teams that are outside of england so the so cardiff belfast and all of the scottish teams you know they had to you know they were they had the forfeit they couldn't get, take part in this series obviously for for reasons because of financing and, and everything else and way it all works so therefore it meant that there'd be a four-team elite championship series um Guys, I suppose, get your thoughts on that. I mean, in terms of the series itself, um, a number of people have said a couple, of, a number of people, uh, depending on who you ask around around the league and depending on which fans you ask um, and depending on who you're speaking to, some people have seen it as a really positive thing. Some people have seen it as a negative thing that was like, what was the point in it? What's your thoughts in terms of, you know, the Elite, the elite Series? Um, John, let's start with you. What was your thoughts on it? Don't care. Couldn't care less. <laughs> um... Yeah, sorry, being being totally brutally honest, um, as soon as all the news started coming out that this was going to be specifically Sport England money um, and that it was only going to have an impact on the English teams, um, meaning that realistically we weren't going to see anything here in Belfast and the Scottish teams weren't going to see anything, so there was no prospect of action from them either. I just lost interest, really. Um, when it comes to UK hockey, unless it involves the Giants or very loosely occasionally the five flyers i really have no interest at all 
And I've got to be honest, nothing about the Elite series made me change my mind about that. Okay, that's fair enough. Dave, what's your thoughts? Um, I'm sort of, sort of, sort of with John, sort of more, sort of maybe in between. I, I watched absolutely no games and could not give a toot about it, but the idea of it I thought was fantastic to get people on the ice playing hockey, mainly for GB more mm-hmm. than anything. Yeah. Um, big challenge coming up. That World Championships weren't going away, um, and the guys couldn't have went to to Latvia without having played some games this year. It's going to be tough enough. Uh, never mind, haven't been that mind of rink rust. Um, but I do agree with John. I, as I said, didn't watch a game. Um, I thought about watching games and then looked at the price and went, uh, no, that's not for me. Yeah, and well, that's a fair point. That is, that's a fair point in terms of the pricing structure and stuff. Um, we'll get into that in a second. Um, Aaron, what's your thoughts in terms of, you know, do you think there was value added by having this Elite Series? Oh, listen, we can be sore about it only being England and yes of course would we have preferred to be part of it of course we, we, we want the Giants playing hockey but is having no hockey better than having something to watch and have have it as an option uh, you know what it's, it's a difficult one as you say it's it's Marmite some people either loved it or some people hated it um, I think personally I think it was a good thing to have to get some money into the sport at least and get uh, as Dave said get some players playing on ice and let people watch it. Um, but it would have been nicer if it was thought as a whole um, league mm-hmm. to, to include everyone. Of course. No, and you're right. And obviously, as we mentioned, you know, the, just the, the difficult logistics of, of being able to pull that together just wasn't possible, um, given, you know, obviously the different variations of, of restrictions and everything at the time. Uh, Dave, you, you, you kind of hit a good point there. And I think that's one of my main reasons for why I think, although I didn't, I, I'm the same as you, you know, I didn't watch, I didn't watch the, the series at all. You know, I, I kind of dipped in and out and, and was reading, obviously, the, the social media stuff that was going on. I was, you know, keeping on top of the games from tw- through Twitter and, you know, I was, I was looking at the different stories when they're coming through and you know i was reading them you know as the, as the games were finished and stuff i didn't watch any but for me i kind of think you know what you said in terms of you know pricing structure you know for for whatever reason the pricing structure was set at whatever it was and i suppose it would appeal to fans of those teams which when we look at it from a from a from a from a from that point you know if we look at it from a business point of view that you know this is four teams who have been able to avail of support and money in a very, very tough financial year, this means that these four teams will have some money there that will help them in the long run continue to stay about and continue to go on to the next season, which we will talk about very soon. So in some ways, it's a positive thing in that way. My only concern was, obviously, they'd done that draft and brought players from all over the show. Um, the it, it's, it's nice to see them obviously getting back on the ice, but to me... Um, that elite elite series should have been a revenue stream, a revenue stream for the elite league. Yeah, it shouldn't it shouldn't have been a revenue stream for Agreed. those four teams. Agreed. But we don't know we don't know what money we don't obviously know what money went to the teams. We don't know what money how much money that went into the elite league because I'm sure I'm sure that it didn't go on without money going to the elite league, which obviously is what we probably would imagine has happened. I'd say the teams probably got you know a su- substantial amount of that money, but I would say the the majority of the money was probably made from or the the league probably made. A, good, a bigger chunk of that in terms of you know being able to use it for future funding is my guess anyway i think the teams themselves you know probably rightly or wrongly people are criticizing and making jokes and, and rightly so it's fine you know you can do that like you know obviously the panthers won it in the end um 
you know, when they were crowned the Elite League, sorry, the Elite, sorry, the Elite Series, not Elite League, sorry, the Elite Series champion. Sorry, I should make sure I, I, I get that correct. Get right. yeah, um, let's, let's be 100% clear yes. on that. The still and existing Elite League champions are the, the Belfast, Belfast champions. champions. Yes, let's get that right. Uh, but you the Panthers... very angry today, John. <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Um, the Panthers... Were you here for the 15 minutes before we started whenever my computer wasn't playing ball? Of course I'm angry. <laughs> As I was saying, you know, obviously the, the teams then obviously came up with their own merchandise and sold merchandise. And again, people will be like, oh my God, they sold merchandise for it, blah, blah. Well, you know, all teams are guilty of selling ridiculous merchandise when it comes to things like, let's just look at Nashville and their ridiculous banners they put up for, you know, someone picking their nose. Um, but like, let's... <laughs> Let, hey, you know, look, if someone if someone manages to do it successfully we'll put a banner on <laughs> exactly that guy, that so, guy, you say about that about nose picking but that guy's nose didn't bleed once that's <laughs> <laughs> but you know so the panthers selling t-shirts and whatever it was it's a good revenue stream again more stuff to help them kind of you know stay float in a very difficult financial time but i think what the really important thing and dave you you hit it in the head i think very and, and very much so and i think the biggest thing that came out of this elite series is the ability for the local when I say local, UK hockey players, UK players getting an opportunity, as you say, to, you know, skid off any any drink rust that they might have, get together, have a bit of a, an actual competitive game from competitive games prior to what we will discuss later in the show at the, and with, the World Championships. And with the Elite Series, with it only being four teams, more of those players got chemistry together yeah and playing on lines together uh, and things like that so you know that does add um something they wouldn't have had going into other years you know yes they would have had a hell of a lot more games but uh they might not you know like belfast what three guys uh that qualified uh, that were picked for gb i don't know if it's the same this year i haven't checked um but you know that sort of idea where now it'll be you know maybe six seven from each of the elite series teams maybe um so it just adds so much more so i think the only thing i'm never going to be able to um get past and overlook is the fact that of seeing garside uh in a, <laughs> in a yeah. panthers jersey that's the only thing i, I don't will, think i've ever I will really say see on, see on that see if you look at all the photos he doesn't crack a smile once now i'm not entirely <laughs> sure that he's i'm not entirely sure he's ever cracked a smile in a giant's jersey either but uh i can almost 100% say that he never cracked a smile on one of those custard jerseys. <laughs> uh, guys, let's move on to the next, our next story. Um, and obviously this is leading up, for, uh, this is leading on from um, after the Elite Series complete, uh, was completed uh, in the last week or so, I think it was actually in the last week and a half, the Elite Ice Hockey League have announced key dates for the 2021-2022 season and the return of full top flight ice hockey season in the uk so league games are scheduled to start on the weekend of september the 25th and 26th and run all the way through to playoff weekend final then in april 23rd and 24th 2022 uh, the late league will be holding their annual fixtures meeting as usual at the end of june and a full schedule will come out in july and that will include more information on league playoffs and challenge cup formats um so that's our next story that's our next topic of conversation uh you know what let's start off from the start uh get your thoughts and opinions um dave let's start with you um what do you think what, what do you think the season's going to look like it's going to be interesting um I, I don't know what they'll structure wise i can't see it being much different than what they'd normally see i think it's a mistake to try and squeeze the challenge cup games in um i think you could just throw that on hiatus for a year um mainly because you know they're September, you would hope they could guarantee full reopening, but we don't know what will be there. 
um, and you don't want the the having to fit in an extra game for a Challenge Cup when that could be a league game if you had to reschedule a game, same as the NHL. Mm. Um, you know, if there was a flare a flare up in the team, suspend a game for a couple of weeks. Um, if you were trying to fit in the Challenge Cup as well as the league, it might get a bit tricky. But here, the leaps and bounds over the last few months with uh, the vaccines coming out, um, we could make it like easily see um, a full return by September. You know, like my work is planning um, return in August um, to the office and. Our guys in Israel are all back in the office. Um, obviously, they have their own concerns at the moment, but the COVID stuff seems to have gone away um, with their mass vaccination plan that went went ahead. So, hey, you never know. Maybe it will work out. Yeah, obviously, you know, as vaccinations continue to, you know, be um, taken from, from right across the UK, I suppose, obviously, that's only going to help, you know, uh, increase confidence, I suppose. But, um, you know... You know, with that, you know, when you think about, you know, the fact that, you know, we still have the possibility and, you know, they haven't been behind the door about it. You know, they've said there's still a possibility for localized lockdowns or, or localized impacting on travel or whatever it is in the future. You know, it's not going to necessarily say that everything's going to, you know, just go back to where it was, you know. Um, how do you think, John, the, the league is going to react? How do you think the, the, the league is going to try and, you know, I suppose, put things together to avoid such, you know, inconvenience, inconveniences? That's not the right word. I suppose... You know, to avoid basically it common impacting the 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 successful the successful you know completion of the league or the successful running of the league through the through the year. Well, I think if they're going to look at it in that respect, you've got two clear changes to league structure need to be looked at. The first one is the conferences need to be looked at to make travel as easy and possible. Uh, between the sort of member countries. Now, obviously, that doesn't really do much for the Giants. We're the only ones over here on this island. Um, but when you start looking elsewhere, um, I think that the first thing they need to look at is the Challenge Cup. But unlike Dave, I think this is the prime opportunity to completely revamp that competition, make it at the start of the season, make it some kind of round robin, and get it over and done with in the first six weeks. Have it, have it, have it, have it done. Every, every season isn't really. Yeah, like yeah, a replacement think, for that Aladdin Cup or whatever you call it that they do in Nottingham. If that was a league, oh, the shopping, the shopping centre cup. Uh, whatever they're called, you know, if they replaced all those wee stupid pre-season warm-ups yep. with the Challenge Cup, then it'd be fantastic. Make it something competitive that fans are paying to get into because most um, most season ticket um, offerings out there in the league probably don't offer the challenge cup i know that ours ours does to a certain point i think um and then um like different teams they don't get it at all as part of their different tiers of whatever their season tickets are but put that out as something competitive that you're going to get big crowds at the start of the season for because it's knockout hockey it's trophy hockey and it actually means something yeah no, I would agree with that. And actually, you know, that and that kind of leads me on to, you know, my my next question around, you know, obviously you, you've said it there, John, about season tickets and about, uh, you know, games included in season tickets and about financing and, 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 and people, I suppose, uh, it'd be interesting to see across the league, maybe if there's been an impact and, and people who've taken up on season tickets this year, based solely on the fact that, you know, obviously there's an uncertainty about, 
you know, again, completions of league ta- of leagues. And uh, oh, we, we, it's not really like we can compare this league with the likes of the NHL. We, and people go, well, the NHL lasted the full year or the Premiership played out the full year. Yes, that's fine. But we can't, we can't, again, we can't go for like for like because we don't have the same structure in place financially in the league to allow us to continue on if they reclose the, the arenas down and not allow fans in. So that's my next question. And, and Aaron, what do you, I'd like to get your thoughts on this in terms of, you know, COVID and, and, and how it's, it's going to impact the league. You know, John's mentioned about season tickets. Do you think, uh, you know, prices at the door, at the door prices, shall we say, in inverted commas, um, you know, so on the night purchasing of a ticket for a game, do you think that's going to, uh, you know, do you think that'll take a, a bit of a hit this year? Um, do you think that will be a factor, do you think, in the number of people going to games? And, and do you think the numbers that will be allowed to go into arenas maybe will be reduced to start with? Surely they would have to be reduced. Like, I don't, I haven't really seen that many um, sporting events that they have allowed at the moment having full capacity. Like, so they've just announced the, the Ireland game. Is that when's that happening? They're, they're allowing a thousand people in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the FA Cup had what 2000 or something. I, I appreciate that's now, and we're talking all the way in September. But well, I'll give you a different, I'll give you a different example. Uh, game one, Preds Canes in uh, this year's playoffs, capacity crowd. I didn't think you would in, want to talk about that, but okay. In Carolina. No, I don't want to talk about it. But it, it, <laughs> it, it came up, sure. We were full, capa- we were full capacity crowd. Full yeah, capacity crowd was, in Carolina. Story, Sorry. <laughs> no, I know it's, it's ridiculous. Cause then when you look at the Canadian teams and the fact that they have little to none and some have none at all, like no fans at all in the arenas, you know, it's again, it's again it's a different kettle of fish when you look at again america and 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 the uk but um yeah you were saying aaron sorry i wouldn't be surprised if it was half capacity you know uh one every other you know a space in it between every uh every spot um the argument then comes up with who who gets what um season ticket seat (laughs) (laughs) yep you guys you guys can move on (laughs) <laughs> oh harsh actually to be fair to be fair Dave's going to be the one who gets to sit in his seat and Marty you and me are going to have to move over one each that's probably likely um, although yeah I'll be unfortunately I won't be a season ticket holder this year unfortunately for, for numerous reasons um, but yeah I'll still be trying to tend with a can I do, I do think we're going to see a dip in numbers no, yeah. no, one, one definitely because I, they're going to have to reduce the amount of people they're going to uh, allow in the, in the arena and two yeah, okay, we've, we've got uh, restaurants and we've got bars open and, and people are going out there, but there's also an equal amount of people not going out there and not feeling comfortable just yet. Um, we've spent a year... Um, <laughs> we've, got, we've kept a, a year of isolation. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's a, it's a muscle that people have to kind of exercise again to feel comfortable to go out there. Yeah. Um, I think the- I agree with you. Even without, even if like taking COVID into it, just being away from everybody, there's a sort of, uh, was it agoraphobia, you know, after being shut in for a year. Um, like I know I'm, I'm looking forward to going out, but I'm also dreading it in the same breath. You know what I mean? Like um, we were talking about, I'm meant to be going into the office um, next week. Um, for a visit, and I'm talking about getting the bus home, and that is freaking me out. <laughs> oh, see, I, I've I've I, I've I done the same. Like um, I was in Belfast there last week, um, and I didn't get the bus. I made mom and dad pick me up. <laughs> <laughs> what age are you? 
still old enough that I can get my mum and dad to pick me up. <laughs> last last question, guys, before we move on to the next topic. Um, and again, this is free for anyone who wants to kind of give their thoughts on it. But you know, obviously, we've talked about the the gates and we've talked about like the arenas and the you know the capacity thing as well. But obviously, the other aspect of that would be uh, traveling crowds. Um, covid impact on traveling and stuff so you know the likes of our, our belfast giants fans going up you know over to other teams across in the uk uh even you know teams in england traveling up to scotland for games you know do we imagine that's also going to be just another aspect that's going to be maybe curtailed for this season see at the minute you you can't predict what's going to happen at the minute travel across like everywhere is now basically open season um regardless of what's going on um trying to predict that I don't know how the league goes forward and tries to predict that because if something happens we end up back in the same situation unless the league steps up and puts in place something like uh, a TV deal that lets these teams travel without incurring huge expenses uh, that they can't cover um, to play in front of like half empty arenas because a lot of these places that a lot of these teams are living hand to mouth on the gate and unless there is substantial money coming in from elsewhere, it's not survivable. That that league structure that we had 18 months ago just doesn't survive another bout of this type of lockdown culture. It just doesn't. So what what would you would you see the prices go up? Would you see a ticket price go up? What would be a price to uh, a ticket price that you would be happy to pay? I don't think ticket prices can go up. That's the problem. Um, if ticket prices go up, you're going to have a reduced number of people who are going to come out anyway. If if people are have any sort of common sense in them, um, you're reducing that that proportion of people who are looking to come out to these big arena events. If you increase the price that you're asking people to pay, you're going to reduce it even further and make it almost untenable for people to come out. I think prices will be frozen this year. I think if we get a full season through 2021-22, where we're going to start to see massive change is if they get a full season with no impact of COVID. Say COVID disappears. It's going to be the 2022-23 season where we're going to start to see big changes from the teams when it comes to pricing structures and like all the rest of that. Uh, and season ticket prices that's where the changes are going to come in i think the one big thing i was going to say just before we move on to our next story was the other big thing we might see moving forward is that those teams that were maybe slightly reluctant shall we say um before lockdown before covid um restrictions came in place and before everything had changed uh maybe we'll see those teams i'm not nottingham um kind of maybe move towards a more you know embracing uh you know, additional media for uh, yeah. showing games, i.e. webcasts, but we'll see what happens. One thing that will be absolutely, sorry to, sorry to just jump in there before you move on, is that um, the atmosphere, uh, at least, well, all of them to be fair, but can you imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like on that very, very first home game? Yeah, unreal. Even with a half crowd, it'll be unreal. Absolutely. Just, just cannot wait for that. <laughs> I live for that moment. Uh, guys, we'll move on to the next story because we are talking about the league and we're talking about, um, you know, obviously issues with the league at the moment and and, and, and how it's going to be, how it's impacted, not just by COVID, but also with the fact that there's a massive story that's came up um, and a massive campaign that we're seeing over the last course of the last two weeks. Um, and this, of course, is the story of, is the Elite League going to potentially be a nine-team league uh, come uh, the season starting in September? Uh, obviously, the Glasgow clan released a statement regarding their home at the Brayhead Arena. Uh, they stated, following the collapse 
Joseph into Brayhead Leisure, trading as Broadway Retail Leisure Limited and operators of the Brayhead Arena back in November 2020. We've been in negotiations with London-based Global Mutual, the new owners of the Brayhead Shopping Centre. We have made it very clear that our immediate priority is to become the new operating company of the Brayhead Arena. Over the past 11 years, the clan have been the main tenant in the building. Our ownership have been a customer for over 20 years and the Paisley Pirates a tenant for 14 years. We strongly believe we are the best option to make a success of Scotland's premier ice venue. Frustratingly, we have had to put our plans for 2021-2022 season, launching season tickets, the appointment of a new head coach and recruitment of players on hold until we have a clear understanding surrounding the future of our home at the Brayhead Arena. Uh, long and short of it, the arena has changed hands and the clan look to be without a home for the season and immediate future. Uh, guys, this has a massive, obviously, impacts on the league. As we've already mentioned, you know, we're moving from a 10-team league to 9-team league. Um, John, as you mentioned, rightly so. It's, you know, it's it's this has had, you know, mainstream media as well in England, uh, in Scotland, sorry. You know, um, it's being covered as well about, you know, obviously they're looking at how frustrating it's going to be so i suppose get you know you've, you've put up your part but I'll, I'll so i'll go to you first on this um what are the options for glasgow is is there any other options is it is it a is it a case of this is their only is it the only way that they can move forward and be a viable team yeah i think so um and to be honest we've seen that this model can work um we are a prime example it's very slightly different um, set up here in that the the Giants is owned by the Odyssey Trust who own the arena. Um, this way around, what they're looking to do is to have the team be the the anchor tenant and the main operating body of the arena. Um, so if you like the same result, but through a different road. And to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. Um, like these teams, these hockey teams are the mainstay tenant of these places now this is complicated obviously because of the into shopping center collapse and the fact that this is now sitting with their um their agent who is trying to bail out uh, all the the people that this company owes money so far uh, global mutual really don't seem to have been uh talking to the clan at all uh, and I was just looking when you were chatting there, um, the online petition uh, to make or to make this as public as possible is now just 10 votes off 10,000 or 10 signatures, sorry, off 10,000, um, which hopefully will mean it'll start getting be getting talked about in sort of local and Scottish politics. So a little bit of pressure could come on there. The clan is one of the teams that you would hate to see go. Yeah. Um, it's although it's in a shopping centre it's a shopping centre that we've got memories of uh, everything from good day, good drinking days uh, all the way to Marty you bulking outside the champagne bar uh, on the ground floor before we went for a skate and that's never going to enter this podcast so thank you John <laughs> <laughs> John, you, you you know you said there yourself. You know it's not just the fans. You know not just the, their fans of this team. You know obviously, you know it's 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 an awful. It must be an awful feeling for for the fans for for, for their team to you know be almost potentially folding for the year and and you know with an uncertainty about their future. You know I can't imagine what it is what it's like yeah. for, for those fans. But you've mentioned as well, even for fans right across the league. I mean, are uh, 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 Dave, I'll come to you. Um, you know, how how do you think this lo- the loss of, of the clan will will impact the league fan, you know, the league and also the fans across the league? Yeah, there it's like when you think of uh the clan, you know, they're they're not obviously not old, but they're synonymous with UK hockey now, you know. They done a um 
they were definitely one of the best startups that I've seen in God knows how long. And the passion that their fans bring is unreal. Um, they're the best fans uh, you can meet in the league um, and see it play off weekends. They are fantastic. Yep. And even when they come here, I know we, I know they, I know we kind of, there's a, almost like a, I don't know if it's a, it's, I don't know how, how strong it is, but I know there's a, a fun rivalry, shall we say, it's, it's quite heated though at times, the rivalry between the Bel- Belfast Giants and the, and the um, Glasgow clan has really started to take off over the last few years. Um, uh, and the, 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 the notable, uh, you know, some, uh, Christmas period games that we have both uh, around Boxing Day in Glasgow and also whenever they come here like a couple of days after you know they're always quite heated games and it's always good fun that we have with the fans when, there when they when they bring their bosses of fans like you're talking three or four coaches or more uh, all coming across on the ferry uh, normally on the same ferry as the players and heading straight back on the same ferry as the players they are up for the crack and it makes a night when you've got a, a night in the arena with clan fans and a night in Belfast when you've got clan fans in town as well. Yeah, well, we hope we hope something um, comes of this and we hope that the, the, there is a, an option to move forward next season with, with the league. And if not, so if the worst comes to the worst. A, Sorry, is it just on hold at the moment then? Is it, is it just that the, 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 the holding company haven't even released it to anyone? Are they, are they looking... Are they strangely looking at other teams? What's what's they're, they're no, no no no? So so essentially, yeah. So essentially, the the arena is an asset of um, into, um, and at the minute, the um, the all the current agreements that were in place are null and void effectively. So that the clan, as an organization, as a business, are without a home. They have no tenancy uh, with the arena, and so far, Global Mutual, who are the the holders, the creditors, um, are are not engaging with the clan hence this uh petition yeah. to kind of bring it up to, to the front and make them talk to the clan global mutual or what they'll do as they go as they go through the administration is they'll start with the high value assets and as much as it's a big arena um it's not in the top um of their assets they're looking at land and the you know, physical shopping center and all that stuff first before they'll get to because this will be this won't be a seal as such, well, it will be, but no. they'll be looking for an operator, which is, isn't going to bring an awful lot of money in to pay off creditors. So it'll be one of the last things that they'll look at. Yeah. And do we see any, like, wasn't there a story like this last year um, or maybe the year before? As I said, COVID time, who knows how many years ago it was, um, where someone, it was, it was in Edinburgh that there was a team trying to get in there. Yeah. Well, that was the, that was ended up with the Capitals. Um, disappearing and the the racers taking over yes you're still um, you're still in situ there so that that was that was more about teams getting the the right to the ice time that was slightly different no but what i'm saying is though that that is is there a chance that another team will come in and go well actually we'll try to get we'll give you excellent money for the for the i doubt it i doubt it there, there's no organization is set up like that set up like the clan to step in and be the lead anchor tenant and operator of the arena I can't see a Russian oligarch coming in with a couple of million going, I'll buy the arena and I'll set up a team, you know. I, I think it's a I think it's a general case of um whether or not they think the arena is viable and whether or not the space that the arena is taking up actually could be used you know, in a more productive way um to bring in more Someone just needs gain. to someone just needs to text Ryan Reynolds. Like he's buying football teams in, in Wales. He is, yeah. Like, he's what, Canadian is after Canadian? all. Why yeah. isn't he buying an ice hockey team in Scotland? <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't think it's the team itself. I think it's the arena. Yeah, no, it's all down to the arena. The the team's still there and ready to go. Just have nowhere to nowhere to play out of. And I don't think Neil Black yeah. has the money to buy the the full arena himself. Um, okay, guys, He's, you say that, but if he if he gives up the KHL expansion dream, then he might. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're going to move on to our last topic for this period, um, and it's just a quick one. Um, we we we've talked. The reason why I'm re- I'm bringing up this topic is because we talked about this team uh, right in their infancy um, about two years ago now, um, maybe two and a half years ago. Well, geez, it seems so long ago now. Um, obviously, with as you say, Aaron, with COVID times, everything kind of looks seems longer. Um, but this is obviously um, the, the team in Leeds um, who have now, over the last, since our, our break in the last year, they've went through a bit of a, a short, uh, in a short piece, piece of time that Leeds have been around, the team in Leeds have been around. They have now went through a, a, a major change um, to the structure of hockey uh, in Leeds, uh, in Ellen Road. Uh, more so, not not only just in the fact that they have now changed their name, um, but also the the announcement this week of a GM. Uh, I suppose, let's start with, I'll go with uh, John first. John, um, What's your thoughts on the short-lived team name? First off, that they've they've obviously after this short period of time, they are already rebranding, as you will. See, this is a tough one because you can almost accept that because it was only a year old, um, you can give that the fans really haven't had time to adjust and link in. But we're back in this situation like a few seasons ago when Brayhead um, rebranded as Glasgow. Um, you're going to have all your fans in the the wrong gear to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to be wearing the right jerseys. And I know if it was me, whilst you might be able to look at it and go, okay, this is potentially a more stable ownership uh, situation going on here. It's not the it's not the rink. It's not Planet Ice who who own the team anymore. It's a an individual whose goal is to make the team successful, rather than it being a little side venture on the side of running an ice rink. Um, I just identity is important for me and I know that kind of we all talked about the the names at the time I didn't mind it um I'm not from Leeds I, I don't really care about the brand and I thought it, it worked I thought Chiefs was fine um the new name is the the Knights it's very to me bland and smacks of stealing the identity of any number of hockey teams that have gone by the Knights um or currently go by the Knights um but wasn't it the London it Knights? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. There was London Knights. Um, you've got uh, a couple of uh, North American teams called the Knights. Uh, we've yeah, also there's the well. team in Ontario as well, isn't there? The London Knights as well. Yep. Um, so, look, it is it is what it is. Um, if I was a fan who was invested in the Chiefs uh, and was excited for it at the time when that team came through, I might be a little put out. But, Look, they've got stable ownership, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, with Nell uh, stepping in. And the fact that Dave Whistle is going to stay on as head coach means that you've got you've got movement. Or you, sorry, you don't have movement in that end. So you've actually got some continuity with the team. So look, hopefully it all works out for them uh, and everyone gets on board. That was my next question. Obviously, um, it's not that he's remaining as head coach. He's coming in as the new head coach of Leeds, and that's Dave Whistle. Uh, it's a name who, that is synonymous with UK hockey and more, not... not None, you know, no more so than here in Belfast and the Belfast Giants and Dave Whistle as the original coach for the Belfast Giants when it launched um, back in early 2000. Uh, Dave, over to you in terms of, you know, Dave Whistle coming in as the head coach there in Leeds. Uh, yeah. Surprised. Do you think Leeds are trying to who use his knowledge of, you know, a launch of a successful team um, and he's done it before? You know, think, do you think they're going to try and use that to their advantage? 
Yeah, no doubt. He, um, you know, he's got a good hockey brain on his shoulders. He's done a fantastic job for for us, and he's uh, he's always been for fairly stable, like stable hands to give to a hockey team, no matter where he goes. Um, he always seems to be quite stable. Obviously, he had ups and downs over the last uh, number of years, but uh, you can't really fault him. Um, I think that the uh, the purchase of the team is a cracking idea because it's the um, the same owner as such as the Swindon Wildcats. So hockey knowledge there, you know, they they know how to run a team, they know how to make it successful and make it stable. Um, so it's it's fantastic. Um, Name-wise, uh, I'm not overly enamoured. I wasn't, I didn't like the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs was a bit of a cop-out. Um, I think the Knights is a bit of a cop-out, um, and mainly because of the poll that they had done, um, and it was the Cotton Kings, um, was the winner, and they went, oh, well, we don't care what you think, so we'll change it again. Um, so it's uh, it's a bit of a thing. And I, I still have to say, what was it? The What did we want? The Dolly Mixtures? No, Dolly the uh, Dolly, was it Dolly Mixtures? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it was something really long. Um, jelly Tots, Jelly, jelly Tots, these yeah. Jelly Tots, um, which I still think would be fantastic. Um, but all power, Team all power to them. <laughs> Teamy McTeam face, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's indeed. There's um, something. There's something up. There was something recently. There was a competition recently about here in Northern Ireland about renaming a. I can't. Was it a? I think it was like. It's a bridge. bridge. Yes, the it bridge. Wasn't no, it, it was, was the bridge. bridge it was naming the bridge here over the lagging, and it was like people put in names. And I swear, whenever I seen that, I was like, if the first person to say Bridgie McBridge face, I want to punch them. And of course, I went into the comments. <laughs> went into the comments, and of course, the second comment under it was like Bridgie McBridge face. Like, yeah, original. Thanks. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's a go-to. It's, it's a go-to. go-to. Exactly. <laughs> okay with that that takes Sorry us to for making such an obvious joke you're okay you're forgiven you're forgiven this time Aaron um with that Saved by social distancing <laughs> um with that that takes us to the end of our period one of hockey um I don't think anybody else has any other stories to add do they nope nope all good okay great then we'll move straight on to our period two of hockey Welcome to period two. Um, we'll start off uh, this one as we try to sometimes whenever I have time to check it, and that's the our day in history. So the May the 19th in 1974, um, Aaron's beloved Flyers became the first expansion team to win the Stanley Cup. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not have you guys made the, the playoffs since then? <laughs> once or twice once or twice <laughs> <laughs> on, an, on an even number of years even even number of years although we did win it the following year <laughs> oh okay I'll give you that then it's <laughs> <laughs> two more than I've got to be fair um, yeah so I, I seen that I thought brilliant get that in at least that's something we can all chat about instead of just um, I don't know some fella won some game by so many points that we don't know who he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so as usual, um, I haven't done a hell of a lot of research, um, but I, what I will do is hand it over to um, Marty for his first couple uh, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, um, I just, I suppose, just let's, I was just going to try and get the, the, for this period, like just, you know, it has been a year, like we said. Um, a lot of things have taken place and happened over the course of this last year. Um, in the NHL, because it has continued, it has continued on. It started. Um, obviously, this time last year we were looking at a condensed 
series for the playoffs in terms of there was a you know social bubbles and they they still played a, a form of a should we say a bubble play a bubble bubble stanley cup type thing last year it's not really the stanley cup it wasn't a covid year stanley cup isn't really a stanley cup i'm, I'm just going to stand by that no matter what um but they, this year they they you know they started the season and they, they've you know tried to make the most of the season as best they can um we if we look at the standings first, we usually start the episode off. We look at the standings, but I thought we may as well look at it at this at this point um, in the in the episode. Um, I would just take a quick look at the standings and then what has. I just got about here for for five minutes. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I was like, okay, no worries, Aaron. That's right. No, no, I know why. <laughs> um, I was take... just I was just remembering back to those bubble times, and I was like, I remember those times the Flyers were actually playing well during those bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just a quick look and it'll lead us into obviously what has transpired now going into this year's Stanley Cup playoffs um, so if we look at the divisions the Western Division was won and clinched by uh, Colorado Avalanche um, taking top place there followed by the uh, Vegas Golden Knights Minnesota came third and then obviously the um, uh, the Blue Jackets the Blues, Blue Jackets came fourth in, that, in the Eastern or Western sorry Central we had Carolina clinched first place followed by Florida Tampa and Nashville in fourth place there, um, all cementing their places into the playoffs. In the Eastern Division, we had Pittsburgh, Washington, Boston, and New York Islanders, uh, with the Penguins taking uh, top spot in Eastern Division. And in the Northern Division, Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Montreal. Uh, Toronto took top spot and cemented first place then in the Northern Division. Uh, Guys, the one big thing I suppose that made a difference, I guess, um, and was very noticeable is that the obviously the divisions were structured in a way that all of the Canadian teams played against each other throughout the season and were in the same division rather than mixed through. Uh, Eastern Division as well. These were all teams that were based around the same coastal side of this of um, the East Coast and they were more condensed teams in in the areas that they came from not that they normally aren't but there there was more so um and it was more there was less of a spread and the same place same goes for central division didn't really change too much it's still the same central teams that we always seen uh and then obviously then the western division also changed slightly in that there was no canadian teams falling within that western section um as a result then moving on from that we have the stanley cup playoffs which have just started um and we have round one has just started of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And we have obviously all those teams who clinched uh, the first places coming up against each other um, over the course of the next weeks or so. Uh, starting off, we have uh, the Avalanche versus the uh, Blue Jackets. We have uh, Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Wild in the first round. We have Toronto and uh, the Canadians in the first round and we have the Oilers versus Winnipeg in the first round um, we also have Penguins versus New York Islanders Capitals versus Boston uh, Nashville taking on Carolina and we have Florida taking on Tampa again quite close in areas in terms of geographical locations um, any surprises this year do you think in terms of playoff teams any surprises uh, in, in general um, John, John we'll go with you first no, I don't think so. I think that everything kind of went to form. I don't. I've got to be honest. The regular um, season this year really didn't capture me that much. I mm. felt really out of out of hockey mode uh, completely. And in a national really final, wouldn't have captured me too much either. That's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just I just really didn't engage with it. Um, I think I, I just struggled in my mind to engage with hockey um through like last year's playoffs and then this year's regular season i am getting more involved uh which is terrible considering the, the game one that nashville just had um 
But more more than anything, I think the the rejigging of the the conferences is maybe what led to that. I think there was a little bit of rivalry fatigue. And I know that's it's maybe something that a lot of fans have enjoyed, especially the Canadian fans. I think they've really enjoyed having a, a little mini league all to themselves, really. Um, and it's allowed some really old rivalries to come back in properly, especially the sort of Toronto-Montreal um, sort of rivalry yep. and the fact that they're they're now locked in for the first round that's pretty good that's the the battle of the, the white north mm-hmm. uh, is back on again and I think it starts tonight doesn't it yep yep it does um, and for, uh, for me in terms of that it's been you know obviously it's 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 been a great year and as you say John and rightly rightly pointed out um, you know it's it's been a bit it's been a bit tough I think to try and you know when you when you got remo- when we got removed from hockey in the way we did and and having such a break from it, I I kind of you know I kind of longed for hockey to come back, but then it was still part of me as well. It was because it was so far away and I didn't feel something just didn't feel right this year as well about it that I just I didn't it didn't catch my attention the whole year. And I started out the season at the very start of it, and, and I suppose it's leading me to my next question in a minute. But you know I kind of started out my season, you know being like yeah it's great you know got NHL it's going to be my focus this year it's going to be great but you know as as the season went on and then you know COVID took hold and it kept kind of like rescheduling games and then even whenever I I tried to I, I started off with good intentions to be part of the, the Fantasy Hockey League this year and I said to you guys like you know I started off with the Fantasy Hockey League thinking yeah that'll get me drawn back in again it'd be great but to be honest it just it was, it was just it was really it wasn't enjoyable it, it just wasn't enjoyable at all because with the, the amount of like you know covid like you know breaks of play and and the amount of players who've gone out and and even within your fantasy team leagues it was just like you know you couldn't it was just really difficult to manage and just really to enjoy and it was just it was really it was really hard to kind of get around to and that's my next question i suppose like covid has impacted the, the, the league this season no without a doubt um you know obviously we've had the um you know arenas were closed off and everything else um do you think dave have you, have you felt do you think that your that it has impacted even your your interest in, in NHL this year or do you think you it's you still kind of had that that's that that passion for the NHL again this year? do you still think it was there um no I agree um like I even to try and keep me engaged I kept my um game center NHL TV um and watched as many games as I could but my issue was that usually how it would work with me is I would have a have a big game uh, in Belfast with the Giants on say the Saturday um, have a few few beers come back there'll be a game on that night watch that on the, the TV in the house because um, I'm already up why not where mm-hmm. my issue was that you know all I could you know I was getting to nine o'clock and I'm going oh it's sleepy time you know <laughs> <laughs> and you know having uh, you know because I don't have you, you didn't have that sort of big big night out to sort of keep you gripped, um, I, I would have sort of sort of fallen away. Now I dipped in and dipped out, and um, the watched the Wilds run to the playoffs, which was great. I watched a few of those games. Um, you know, it, it's really made it, it started to engage me as we were getting closer to the end of the season. Um, but see the mid that mid section, um, especially the Wilds had a had a mid season a season break with the COVID, and. That, that just destroyed me like you get planned and us watching the 
uh, Winter Classic and the outdoor game. Like we all got all geared up to set up and watch it, and then sure it was a total disaster. Uh, and just I was like, getting drunk in yeah. our own room separately, watching literally watching ice melt. That was that, <laughs> that was yeah because that that was we still had a great time just having having a catch up and watching the game together and stuff. Obviously remotely in different areas. Just for clarity, we were in our own separate houses <laughs> watching the game not together. Um, like it was that that was, it was good fun but as you say john like i mean it was just such a disappointment because it didn't happen and it did happen later on that night and, and i watched it back the next yeah, day it was re- and rescheduled for what was it about half past five in the morning our time or yeah something? i still watched it back the next day and it still was it was great to watch and it was it's was probably one of the only things that really tre- it brought me in it really drawed me in this year for the nhl um as i mentioned you know i kind of st- you know i kind of looked in from from you know outside quite a bit and from a bit of a distance and i'm not saying now because the for, toronto were in the in the playoffs because obviously they were in the playoffs last year and the year before they always get put out of boston but at least this year you know i am i i, I have been it have my my interest has, has has definitely came back and has peaked a bit more i'm like oh this is great this is it's a really as you said john you 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 made a really good point uh you said it very well it's 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 a it's a rivalry it's a rivalry series and that's what's interesting me that's what's pulled me back in is it is a rivalry series i love the games between whenever we get those games uh, throughout the year between um toronto and the canadians i i love them and the fact that we've got a series with that for the stanley cup i i'm i've been brought back in again so um i'm, I'm looking forward to watching those games even if it is in the early hours of the morning uh aaron yeah. are you back again or are you still are you still away <laughs> <laughs> yeah Actually, on reflection, I think that this season was probably pretty much like a, a missed opportunity for me, not as well as the Flyers, to be fair. But, you know, we've been talking about how, like, we've had COVID, and I'm lucky enough that what my job was in the fact that I've been able to work from home. And, uh, but it's it's very much rinse and repeat. You get up, you go to the office, or you go to the, the office that you've got in the house, you do a bit of work, you, then you go make dinner, you watch something on TV, you go to bed, you get up go to the office you know it's just it's rinse and repeat over and over again i'm lo- looking on back on that i probably should have tried to squeeze in more games to, just to break it up mm. yeah do you know yeah, yeah. It, it that whole time got a little bit repetitive and i did um during the bubbles as i said the 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 flyers played okay okay we didn't do it we didn't win back then but we, we were doing okay heart was playing well and then this season started and i watched a fair few i watched a few at the start and then, you know, it just all started the unra- <laughs> unravel. Um, John made the joke earlier, as I messaged before, that it's, you know, the Flyers don't do um, odd years. We only do even years. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is which is the, the statistic going back 10 or 12, or 10 or 12 years now. Um, but it, I, for, for me personally, I probably should have watched more games just to try to even just break up COVID. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think you're like everybody else. So I think you got pulled into. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody out there uh, in the world that didn't get pulled into uh, Netflix TV series uh, throughout the lockdown or whatever it might be. And uh, we'll talk about one of those TV series in the next period of hockey. But um, we'll we'll if anybody uh, we'll move on. I, uh, Dave, do you want me to move on to my next part that I had? The next story I had, or just before we move oh, yeah. on, the, the thing I was thinking there. So you were saying about the uh, Maple Leafs are normally getting put out in the first round by Boston. This will probably be the first year in quite some time that the Wild don't get put out in the first round by the Blackhawks. But they get put out by the Kings? Yeah. Just different team. <laughs> yeah, just, it freshens it all up, you know what I mean? Yeah, Indeed. at least you got to the first round. You know? Yeah, true. <laughs> I'm hoping, I, I have to say, see that first game, the, the Wild's first game with the, the Knights, uh, it was brilliant, but it 
it was sort of a bit dry because obviously it went to OT. Um, but uh, one nil. So. Realistically, what what do you think your chances are? Like for, for the guys that you, all three of you have your team in there. So I do. I do think the Wild will get through the first round. I can't see them getting past um, the Avalanche, um, in my my opinion. But um, if somehow, yeah, so somehow if the Blues win there, uh, beat the Avalanche, I think we could get to past them as well. But uh, I think that we'll get through to the first uh, to the second round and get put out by the Avs. Um, Yourself, Marty. Yeah. Do you know what is it? Is it worth us actually just saying, like, regardless of our teams, are we doing predictions? Um, we can Silence. do. Yeah, no, we can do. Um, yeah, that's the, uh, yeah. Right. We, we not do. not planned, not planned at all. This is total on air thinking here, blue sky thinking on the air. <laughs> but let's let's just do predictions. Have you all got the the playoff bracket? In front blue of you? sky. Oh, bleh, I hate see that phrase. <laughs> blue sky thinking. Whoever came up with it's that? Almost f- as bad as saying. Sure, we'll take this one offline. <laughs> I, I'm I'm, ho- I'm hoping that uh, nobody. I'm hoping that nobody uh, in, in my. In, in my place of employment uh, listens to to this episode um i, I doubt they will it's but just, uh we just do, do maybe, that, maybe i shouldn't buzz, say it. the buzzwords from zoom let's double click on this like the, 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 <laughs> we we play we we tend to play um a couple of us uh have gotten to play any window bingo where it's like or sorry not any window bingo we play um <laughs> what we, kind of zoom meetings do you have <laughs> <laughs> you surprised um you know, we we play we play um buzzword bingo um, so we basically just kind of wait to, he, um, to hear for those specific buzzwords to come up and yeah Blue Sky Thinking is one that I bloody hate I hate Synergy. it so much uh, you have um, to down your you have to down your mug of tea if somebody says one colla- collaborative approach and collaborative thinking is the one that's really driving me insane right now it's just like right yeah okay stop saying it so much um, gross anyway uh, yes John right, let's, we can let's, let's have it let's have it I'm going to run this then so let's do it so I'm going to start with uh, the period two um host dave go on give us your uh your prediction who's winning the stanley cup this year um i am going to say based purely on league play which we know You're means totally absolutely not talking not. slowly for more thinking time <laughs> <laughs> but purely based on league play and we know that means nothing i think it's going to be the hurricanes okay so dave goes with the canes aaron i'm gonna go colorado Oh, he goes with the Avs. Okay, mm. Marty. I, my heart wants to say, Tor- <laughs> my heart wants to say Leafs. My heart does want to say Toronto because they've had a great form, and the obviously the next, you know, the teams are going up against in Canada. We've had a great form this year, but I am also going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, I'm going to go with Vegas. Ooh, ooh. You guys aren't getting past the first round. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, Nick, I'm going to go different again um, because I think after the season he's had, um, and this has just been literally the last sort of two days of looking online at how the the regular season went, um, if Conor McDavid doesn't win a Stanley Cup this season, he has been completely done out given the fact that the Oilers have hit the playoffs this year. Conor McDavid's not winning it. I've got to... I've got to I've got to give it a shot, and I've got to go with the Oilers. And you would be wrong, but okay, that's fine. <laughs> chaos, chaos. Yes, uh, Marty, do you want to move on to your second one? Yeah, um, my second one is just a quick one. Uh, it wouldn't be an episode of the Door Fourteen Hockey Podcast if we didn't talk about uh, an expansion franchise in the NHL, especially when it comes to Seattle, because it feels like we've been talking about them for the last four years. Um, as of this last week, um, 
the and I should point out that this episode is going out a couple of days after our recording this time we usually do it the day before but it's gonna be a couple of days uh, so I should mention that but uh, as of this last few days over the last this last week the uh the Seattle Kraken have paid their final installment uh for the expansion uh at a total of 650 million pounds uh that was their final payment that they paid in for the expansion fee and it was paid on the April 30 uh, April 30th which now means that they are eligible to sign players make trades attend meetings and vote on league business already and uh, that has already started with the fact that the scouts have already went out and they have signed their first signing for the next season um which uh, comes in the form of Luke Hanley, uh, first signing for the team. This is obviously prior to the uh, mo- uh, the draft that is coming up this year. Uh, it'll be coming up in July. Uh, it's scheduled for July 21st. Uh, same rules will apply for uh, as did for the Vegas Golden Knights in 2017. The Kraken will select one player from every team except the Golden Knights, uh, although Vegas doesn't get a cut on Seattle's expansion fee because they obviously weren't in the league already whenever the expansion was talked about. So uh, that's why they don't get a fee. Um, I suppose it's been common. Uh, it's a common topic for our podcast. Um, general thoughts? You know, uh, anybody got anything there, John? Luke Hammond must be on cloud nine. 21-year-old center signed for the, the, the first player signed uh, signed for uh, um, the expansion team. Mm-hmm. Has there been any talk of who um, their affiliate team is going to be yet? I haven't seen that, actually. I don't know. I haven't seen. Because um, that would be interesting enough. Like I haven't seen it. That's what I was asking. I, I don't know. Like I can't wait for them to come. You know the their arena. Did you see the pictures of the arena? Yes. Yeah. Um, it looks fantastic. Like it's a big pyramid. Like what could go wrong with that look? <laughs> <laughs> it looks really unreal. Stayed, we we stayed in one. Do you not remember the elevator? That was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was the ele- ele- elevator that was terrifying. It was the drinks that you had before getting into the elevator. <laughs> a quick search has told me that the uh, AHL affiliate team of the Seattle Kraken will be Palm Springs L- AHL team. Who knew it was Palm Springs AHL team? Yeah, I was about Springs, to say. <laughs> Are they not a roller hockey team? <laughs> oh, they're a brand new. They're a new team uh, to California that will start playing in 2022-2023 uh, American Hockey League. There you go. That's good. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Google. Oh yeah. I think it's, uh, um, yeah, I can't wait to see them. Uh, I just really can't. Uh, John. Yeah, Seattle Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kra- it's Kraken. Kraken. So it is. Kraken. Kraken. Um, Oh right, let's get back to some normality, John. You have one business. Let's get back to business. Yeah, let's get back on topic. All that jazz. Uh, um, you have some uh, news a little bit closer to home. Yeah, a little bit. So uh, obviously, we talked about it earlier on with the elite series basically being a warm up for Team GB. Um, <laughs> Team GB, you're obviously out in Latvia for the Worlds. Uh, so they've all cleared. COVID restrictions, they were in room isolation for a couple of days, everyone's passed, they're out uh, on the ice as of yesterday, uh, doing a bit of a scrimmage game today, but the only difference being that their head coach isn't with them. Uh, Pete Russell has been uh, over in Germany coaching his uh, domestic team, uh, and that's meant that he spent nine months away from his family. So he's made the decision to stay at home with his wife and kids, uh, meaning that Adam Keefe and Corey Nielsen will be stepping up as uh, 
co-bench coaches uh, for the tournament. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? Um, I think obviously, you know, for Pete, um, it's it was obviously the right decision for him to make, you know, personally for himself. You know, uh, when you think about, you know, the the difficulties he you know, the difficult situation he's been in being away for such a long time, you know, as a head coach, um, you know, during the league Dell two side, you know, coaching the Dell two side and, 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 and being away for those nine months or whatever it was being. And, and then obviously having the different things around like, you know, previous tournaments, like in Slovakia last year, he, um, had difficulty, you know, his wife, um, I know had breast cancer and stuff. And there was difficulty around that and around her, her, her you know, being around for that and a couple of other things. And, and I think, you know, fair play to him. He's made the right decision, I think for himself, um, in terms of, you know where he's where his priorities lie and while he's made it clear that he's very passionate about what he's done for gb in the last number you know the last 18 years or so of his life um i think it's i think it's ultimately the right decision and i think you know for 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 adam um you know for the fact that you know adam takes over uh, and also Corey, you know take it over i think it's a you know it's a good tandem there um i think they're in good hands you know with those two and um you know, fair play to them and, and great to see that uh, Adam and, and Corey are stepping up and, and, and taking on that responsibility for, for GB. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that they're, they're in good hands. We've obviously got tried and tested coaches here, good coaches. So um, it's a good opportunity for the both of them, like. And while we're chatting, Aaron, do you want to talk talk about your piece? Because it ties straight into this, doesn't it? it? Yeah, it pretty much ties in. And uh, it's just a... Um, a basically, uh, Kiefer had to put out that they're they're realistic um about gb's uh russian open door but they're they're still pretty uh positive about it that's like really uh, it's it's an article that um could have just been that that first title keep <laughs> 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 it realistic about gb's russian opener but stays uh but the team stays positive for world tests and then it's got a whole big article which is literally the same thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Over and, over and, and and I guess I think it's right that you know Kiefer has come out and kind of managing expectations there you know and and we've talked about yeah that it was a, it's a it was a positive step to have you know the likes of you know Garside and Hook and 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 you know, playing together in Nottingham there and you had like the likes of, you know, uh, Ponswell and and Ben Lake and stuff and Kieran Long all playing for the different teams and playing within that elite, elite league series and stuff and you had all these different players and across the UK, you know, GB players playing in that elite league series and it, yes, it was great and beneficial but then obviously to have this knock of having the, the head coach then all of a sudden then not be the head coach anymore for, for the tournament, heading into that tournament, obviously that's going to take have an impact and have an effect but um, I think it's right of Keith to come out and, and say, you know, let's manage expectation here um and and but let's look at it still as a positive um which is which well, it's great. great to see those those five members of the giants being there as well as well as keith mm, yep 100 good good representation and hopefully he gets chatting to them as well so that uh some of those players don't return to mustard colors next year <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i totally agree i think it's going to be um i love the uh, World Championships and um, the games they had when they were here was unreal and I, I seen that they're televised again on free sports they so, are yep. um, which would be good crack so um, anybody else got anything want to add for that piece or are you okay to move on yeah move on no, just move on I think there was only one other story and I think it was me that threw it up if you want me to I can just yep. uh, rattle it off go ahead um, so 
just before we, uh, well, just before we were supposed to start recording, before my computer decided to go absolutely mental, um, the draw for the CHL uh, happened. And as we all know, the CHL decided that uh, the GB component uh, of the CHL for this season because we had a, an undecided season, if you like, the, the last full season, would be the Cardiff Devils, who were the previous uh, competitors in the CHL. Um, so they're the only GB team taking part. They've been drawn in Group C uh, and will face Luku Ramal, Adler Mannheim and Lucene Hockey Club. Um, so, yeah, Bad there you go, guys. names. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Cardiff this week had a, you know, they obviously they had a big a big story this week in terms of um, signing news and, and well, I should say non-signing news and in, in that um, a historic player for 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 those guys in Cardiff um, has uh, announced that he'll be moving on to still play in Europe next year, which obviously is yep. a big thing for for Cardiff. Um, Joey Martin. Um, Literally just announced in the last yeah. couple of hours as well. Yeah, um, he'd be moving on, um, which is obviously a big thing for them. I'm sure they're they're um, they're quickly trying to find a replacement for that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, obviously, is there any details around um, for CHL, John? Is there any details around like start dates? Is it like was there anything mentioned at all? Is it still early fa- early phase in terms of you know like when when they're likely to start? You know, obviously we usually see the I CHL. Think it's still, yeah, I think it's still just early days. Um, they they haven't gone on yet to talk about any dates or anything. Okay. So I think they're waiting for domestically for things to settle down. Obviously, the the Devils have been drawn in there, but realistically, there is no Devils team at the minute to face anyone, um, given that uh, I'm sure there's probably a couple of names on paper, but uh, how many uh, guys they've actually got signed up for a full season uh, starting in September, I don't know. Um, yeah. given the situation that the, the league is all in. But I'm sure we'll get those details in, uh, as we as we go through and as preparations for the league year uh, get started properly. Okay, um, so we have a penalty box piece here that Marty's put across. Yep, I do indeed. Um, this, uh, although it is uh, about two weeks probably out of date by now, but we, I thought it would still be worth having a chat about because it was too big of a story not to talk about i felt um and this is obviously our penalty box segment is stories that um we talk about in each in each period where uh any kind of hits or um injuries that happen or any um illegal players that we think are worth of note and i think this one is definitely worth noting and i think this obviously has made such a big impact and such big news right around the world of hockey and this is obviously the ban of tom wilson for let's be honest nearly killing panarin um Guys, first off, have, did you see the incident itself in question? Yes. You have. Dave? Yeah, no, I've seen it a couple of times. It's, it's hard to watch. John, have you seen it as well? Oh, yes, I do remember this. This is where he just like throws him down to the ground. This is a twice twice body slammed at Panarin. Like, honestly, wrestling move body slam, um, including yeah. grabbing his hair. Um, in order to grab get leverage while he also tried to then you know basically this is a it's a notorious bush league stuff like he's a notorious head head header head hunter uh, he's suspended five times in his nhl career and it's just so frightening uh just that initial body slam um it's just it, it was horrendous like horrendous stuff um and totally wrenches his neck and everything like it's it's awful it's, it's it's honestly it's awful it's really bad um and then obviously then the the follow-up um for that i mean in terms of 
you know repercussions for 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 in terms of like what happened then as a follow-up in terms of you know his disciplinary action i mean am i wrong in thinking that he he's got off lucky here in terms of you know what's going to be hap- what's happened so far you know in terms of you know he's going to miss the last three games i think is what they had initially said for the, uh for the season i mean guys what's your thoughts so what what, ha- what has been the outcome of it so he got 10 minutes for the game misconduct and then what as far as I know on this one, he Seven, I don't yeah. think he got anything. Did he get anything for this? Yeah, what I can find here is that he'll receive a fine and not suspended by Dobbs after the his role in the line brawl during the Rangers game. So he was That was his... that was the next that was the next night. Yeah, so the next so night the um the Rangers came out and um put out the, the hard man line at the start of the game and it was a full line brawl at the start in reaction to what had happened in the previous game by him, but he wasn't banned. And no, he's he wasn't. been fined he's been fined for a separate incident. He's been fined for a separate incident, nothing for the Panarin incident. He's been issued a five thousand well, dollar fine for roughing. Yeah, you're right. I apologize. And they didn't mention and it's roughing a different player. Yeah, they didn't mention anything to do with the incident and he has not been suspended. he won't be getting he they declined to suspend Wills. I mean, after watch I seen it I mean I seen this the day after the incident happened. Obviously it was doing the it was doing the rounds on social media. And I thought to myself, that is a notorious serial headhunter. He's notorious for having previous, you know, uh, suspensions in the previous uh, form in terms of this. And this is horrendous looking. There's no way that he doesn't get away. There's no way he continues on. Um, And I mean, it's a joke. The response is a joke. It is a joke. And I I just think, uh, I mean, where, I mean, what confidence do players have if this isn't being actioned in any way? Like what confidence can a player have in NHL player safety if nothing has been done about this player? It's, it's ridiculous and he'll continue to Plus do he it. thinks he'll get away with it. Exactly. And I just thought it had to be mentioned in the podcast and I just thought uh, it, we'd, we'd talk about it and we'll obviously um, put out the post for anybody who hasn't seen it. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been because it was, it's done the rounds. It's yeah. crazy. Like, I can't believe he didn't get... Uh, I thought it would be like end of season, you know, kicked out, no playoffs, see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't pass go, don't collect 200 pounds and all that Um but uh, yeah, no, it's crazy. Let's uh, move on then to period three. Period three then is our general knocky news. This is where, oh, it still doesn't work in uh, digital form. Um, <laughs> I just I actually is... completely blanked out. I was supposed to go knocky news there. Knocky news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this period has just thrown... I, I'm going to blame it on gone. the, on the uh, Skype lag. <laughs> okay. We fixed that, but never mind. Um, so this is where we chat about anything and everything else uh, in the world of hockey that has caught our eye since the last uh, podcast. And you would think with over a year between podcasts that we would have more than two things to put in this uh, segment, but we don't. So... Um, Marty, you want to kick it off, and this is something that I think we've all been watching. Um, at this apart from, apart from uh, Dave, apart from, apart from one, and we'll clearly apart from one who's going to have to put his fingers in his ears right no, now. No, we'll clearly state now. Um, we'll clearly state now. No spoilers. Um, okay, yeah, no spoilers. I just wanted to mention it, and again, it's not going to be taken up long. I just wanted to mention it for anybody out there who hasn't watched it, and again, not endorsed by Disney or anything. The Mighty Ducks Game Changers yeah. series. Hey Disney. Hey Disney. Hi. <laughs> um, Mighty Ducks Game Changers uh, is now on its, I think, eighth episode. Probably, I think it's the season finale this week potentially. Uh, Friday after Friday um, launches uh, releases every Friday here in the UK. 
uh, guys, it's just been it's just been such a great show. It's been such a, a, a nostalgic show. Um, me and my my wife now between between the last podcast and this podcast, I got married. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, me none my- of us asked Marty how his year was. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I got married. Um, it was massive. It was brilliant. It was great fun. Um, but uh, we sit down on a Friday evening and we watch Mighty Ducks together. Um, and it's just such a great show. It's just, it's got a nostalgic feature to it. It's just got this real, everything from the music, it, it, everything. It's just, it's, it, you know, it brings you right back to childhood when you're watching it. It's just a good show. And of, I think it was last week or the week before the episode that came on was obviously a real throwback nostalgia fest. Cause obviously you had old uh, players returning um, from the original hockey, the original Mighty Ducks lineup from the movies. And again, even then it was just like the whole way through the episode. I was like, oh my God, ah, look who that is, you know, the whole way through. And it's just been a great show. Um, and I just wanted to mention it for anybody who hasn't watched it. And I don't know why you haven't watched it, but if anybody hasn't watched it, uh, and if you're a fan of hockey and if you're a fan of the Mighty Ducks movies, you should get in on there and get watching it. Just right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I can't really add anything to that, Marty. You've, uh, yeah, you just captured it there. Um, the nostalgia appeal is just massive with it. Uh, and it's fantastic. Speaking of nostalgia, something else that we all love on this podcast is a good jersey. And Dave, um, one of the uh, sort of go-to design and sort of graphic design image guys that we have here in Belfast, Matty Harvey, came up with some absolute crackers on social media last week. He did indeed. Yeah, he, yeah. he did. Yeah, they they are fantastic. The the Eve, like he reinvented the logo and stuff as well um and the, it is different and it's nice uh, has a bit too much of the storm in it for me but i still really like it um but the actual just change of the the layout of the jerseys and the way he's done the the color formatting you know keeps it looking really classic but doesn't like there's no cheap tricks you know it just looks really nice um and he, you know you have to keep the the sponsors in there, but the way he's kept them in is fairly understated. Um, and the idea of creating a alt logo that the the team can really get behind. Um, this is the giant nice. will rise one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. That my my whole thing about it is I absolutely love the rebranding of Finn as Angry Finn. Like the the soft and cuddly fin, I know we all like, but I loved the old alt logo that we can't use anymore because it had a bit more edge. Nothing like what Matt's come up with here, but this angry sort of moody fin, like he's, you've kind of got like our fin currently is kind of like um, Adam West's Batman. This is Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah, okay. This yeah. is Batfleck. Very good. Yeah. Or old man Logan. Like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, I, one thing I really love is the shoulder patch. Yes, I do love that. Uh, it's the, fantastic. You know, just pull the Harlan and Wolf cranes. Yep. Yeah, the sort of it fits Harlan and Wolf crane. Obviously, the the way I looked at it was like you know, obviously these are concept, and he wouldn't use the well, he's well, he's used the branding for other companies and organizations. I suppose we could have used the Belfast Chance logo. Um, and he's obviously wanted to play around with the Belfast Chance logo and maybe look at an alternative, which is a good idea because we don't have an alternative logo. It looks a bit like the Milton Keynes. Um, 
the new Milton Keynes logo. You know, they, they brought out that like Thor looking one with the hammer and stuff. It looks a bit like that, but in a good way. I really like this one. I think it really stands out. And as you already said, I think it'd be a great, it'd be, a, it would be, a, and I said this whenever I first seen these and I sent you guys these in the group. And I said to you, what do you think of these? I think they'd be a really good concept for a alternative logo because we don't have one at the moment. And, but the patches, I would say that obviously the arm patches, then probably would have to change those over to, um, you know, like the original Finn logo maybe instead of, 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 of uh, the, the Herner Wolf Cranes, even though I am obsessed with Herner Wolf Cranes, but um, you know what? See, see, even see, even if they were to take these designs and make these the season ticket one that we're supposed to get for having paid through our season ticket for last season that never happened and all the rest of it, I, I I'll take that teal one tomorrow, please. Mm, it's nice. I mean, I I genuinely um, and this is no well, actually, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Uh, they fit the photo that they put out of the the jersey that they created for this they did create a jersey for this year that they were selling in that sh- in the hockey shop which is oh, now yeah, closed no. as of this week it's closing um the 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 jersey that they put out i was like what is that like yeah, <laughs> what relevant what relevance does that jersey have in any way to our hockey team it's so bad like it's really really bad <laughs> like i'm sorry but it's, it's I, awful. I have i've got my fingers crossed because obviously i i chose to continue paying and i paid off my season ticket for last season uh with some of the perks and obviously the other things that come with that is you get uh a jersey effectively uh, for well it. hopefully it's not I, that i hope it's, it's not i hope it's not that one i really really hope it's not that one um, and with there being some changes within the Giants organization, I think we've said it a few times, like we love the Giants. We're not overly enamored with some of the merch that comes oh, out. No. It's some of it some of it just needs a little bit more work. And it's real concern. Uh, it really does. Obviously real concern. Obviously our, our you know, even before COVID um, came in last, even before the COVID restrictions and the changes last year, even before the season was cancelled and stuff, there was an announcement that, um, you know, Kukri wasn't coming back anyway, um. So there's going to be an alternative to our, our, you know, our providing our, our jersey. I think it was CC. Was it CCM? Was supposed to be CCM is the yeah. current, yeah, and the current like, provider. You know, you've looked. You look, CCM for other teams do really good stuff. They do. But there's some nice stuff. For, but that jersey was for. that jersey came out and I was just like, what is that? Like, what is that? <laughs> I was just like, yeah, it's like that. I don't know what that is. I I don't identify with that in any way. It was just awful. Yep. Exactly. Well, with that, we can only hope that by the time we come to a proper season that we've got some decent jerseys, some decent logos and some decent merch. Um, That's it for period three. Um, We've nothing in the star segment uh, this time around, but we do have something in overtime that might link back to the stars in a, a an interesting kind of way marty yeah um so our overtime segment um we do have one this this uh episode we just wanted to kind of highlight this um just before the end of our episode um mainly because uh he's a friend of our show the whole family is a friend of ours um you know especially john you have a good relationship with the whole uh, mclean clan um, and obviously at the moment, Amy, uh, Ethan's sister is going above and beyond at the moment to try and raise funds for Ethan for an all-terrain wheelchair. Um, there's been a number of different things that Amy has been doing over the last uh, two months or so, uh, including a 5k a day um, walking session, which she'd done um, back in April. Uh, most recently, she did a almost, I think it was a 30 mile, was it 30 mile walk between? Her, her, yeah, just just slightly the, over, yeah, just slightly home, over 30 miles. The hometown just outside Bellamina, right up to right to the uh, arena front doors um obviously she's been supported as well with the support team there as well um with a couple of other belfast giants fans as well getting on, on board with that too and i know the next uh plan is to do the um that walkway down in fermanagh the 
what's it called the stairway to heaven stairway to heaven down in fermanagh they're going to do that as the next uh target for uh their walk and again just all power to amy and her endeavors to try and raise this money and so far they're doing really well with a fundraising for ethan and getting the money put together to try and raise the, the money the most much needed money for this chair but they're still trying to push forward for a bit more money and a bit more just to hit that, that final target that they need of around about 17 grand i think it is um so if anybody hasn't and if you can do so and you have the money to do i know things are tight and things are hard at the moment um but if you have the ability and you can even donate you know a pound here or there to that um cause um please think uh, about doing so and we will obviously put forward the uh link to the fundraising page on our social media um channels as well so you yeah, can we, link into that if you don't already um ethan's a really big fan of the giants he's well known throughout the hockey uh you know throughout hockey across the uk and also uh he's touched the hearts of a lot of uh players and fans right across even in uh the states as well um right across the likes of nashville and and over the penguins uh you know that that whole franchise as well uh so he's well known to uh well known uh member of the the belfast hockey community um so if you can get behind him we'd really appreciate it yep absolutely um they're they're looking for twenty thousand to get this all-terrain vehicle uh or all-terrain chair for ethan and they're currently sitting uh around about um six and a half seven grand short of that so if you can right go on and give a couple of quid it's all for a, a fantastic cause and like we say we'll we'll throw the links up on the website uh, and we'll also throw them up on our socials as well and i think guys with all the effort that amy's been putting in uh, i said we we're going to link this back a little bit to the star segment um i think there's no greater recipient of the the first uh star if you want uh in over a year and a half uh, i think it should go to amy mclean without a doubt definitely yeah totally cool. agree Yay, well done amy okay with that that takes us to the end of our overtime segment and we're going to do one last segment which we have not done in over a year and a bit and i think we should still continue because we are halfway through <laughs> almost um aaron uh we have coming up to you if you are ready for it and you're happy to go back to it let's go to your abcs of hockey It's amazing to think that um, I can remember sitting around, I think, in Tim Hortons in Belfast when we when we pitched this idea. And uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone was like, hey, do you think we'll get through the what we're going to do once we get through all of the alphabet? Like, surely we'll get through that in one season. <laughs> See, at this point, there are kids who have learned the alphabet and are probably <laughs> writing they're writing best-selling novels right now. I know. And at this point, I have any, a three-year-old son. I was about, who, I was about his ABCs. I was about to say that irony is that it was a book for your son, Aaron, and probably your son now is almost writing his ABCs, which is hilarious. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yes, yeah, so we are doing the ABCs of Hoggies. He still loves the uh, ABCs book. I've had to keep this one uh, pristine because he, he has this book and he also had an ABCs Marvels book um, and it got torn apart. We had to buy another one. So <laughs> I actually put the, the uh, Z for Zamboni book up high. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Oh, spoilers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so... <laughs> We are on the letter L this this uh, this week. Can anyone take a stab in the dark on what the letter L might be when it comes to ice hockey? Lemieux. Sorry? Lemieux, the player. Oh, Lemieux. No. <laughs> Lights. 
lights no i'll i'll it's a little bit of a stretch i'll admit i think on this one lines it's for lord stanley oh, that, that's a reach yeah that's a bit of a reach I did say it was going to be a bit of a reach, but it's for uh, good, good old Lord Stanley, the Cup, the Holy Grail. Um, guys, what, what do you know about the the, the Stanley's Cup, or the, the cup itself? Uh, I've stood beside it. Which one? Yeah, Whoa. I think the fake one. I'm not entirely sure. I have seen all the um, the bases um, that are taken off. Um, so there's like apparently loads and loads and loads of the the ring sections that are no longer on it. It's just the most recent one that's okay. left on the bottom and then the cup is on the top okay does anyone know how many actual stanley cups there are isn't there like seven or something i think it's three now according to the resource that i have it's three <laughs> yes <laughs> points to john so we've got the original bowl uh the minion uh hockey challenge cup we have the authentic presentation cup um, and that's the one that's been given out. Um, it was created in 1963. And then we have a replica, uh, which is called the Permanent Cup. And that was created in 1993. Um, I wonder which one Ovi broke. Remember when Ovi went mental and like, destroyed so I, one? I, I presume it's going to, uh, assume this is going to be the presentation cup. So the presentation cup is the, the cup that actually is handed out to people. And then the permanent cup is then the one that goes into the Hall of Fame when the presentation cup is out. Oh, so that's the one I saw then. Unless awesome. you were, were you there during, but you were there during, you were there winter, weren't you? Uh, ja, was I? Yeah, I can't remember. Then it would have been, it would have been the present. well, it would have been the presentation, no. Yeah, would have been Wouldn't it have been the present? Yeah, must have been the presentation cup that was in the hall of fame. Must yeah, be. could have been, could have been. So there you go. You've got three and um, three three cups. So who's won the cup the most? Montreal, uh, not Montreal. Montreal, Montreal, twenty four wins. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> what about your own teams here? How many times have you won? Uh, Cheers, thanks. Yeah, thanks, well, you've got. Well, I suppose you know you guys have got. Well, uh, Dave, you've got, you've at least you can say that you um have you know you haven't won because these are relatively new franchise in terms of same as the Giants. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um. So you've got an excuse there. Um. John, you've you've been so close. Um. You know, you you've been. We close were to... so so close. Game seven. Game seven. Um, Heartbreaking. Uh, Toronto. To be fair, now, I, we haven't really won it since 1975. So, at what point can we start? Can I go? Yeah. Well, the, but Marty, come on. 13, uh, we, we've, well, we've won it 13 times, but also we've won it 13 times, and it's also unfortunate that it fell on the 13th number. And also, the um, obviously there's a storied uh, song that is well known from the from Toronto, um, and that's obviously um, the the story of. Um, the fact that the Toronto lost, like the last time they won the cup, um, was basically whenever the body of one of their players was found, um, and they haven't won it since, and it was quite in a, in a dark story. It's song, what's the song called? Um, oh, what's the song called? I can't even remember what the song's called now. Top of my head, I went blank. I can't remember. But yeah, you play times. some dark drinking drinking songs. <laughs> um, can't remember the song. I found a quite an interesting one about um, some of the times where it's not been awarded. Now, the, one of the most recent ones was in 2005, 
because uh, of the NHL lockout. Mm-hmm. Um, but does anyone know another time that it wasn't a- uh, awarded? What year? During the war? I know another time it shouldn't have been awarded was during the COVID Cup. <laughs> well, keep keep on that particular theme. Another oh, time. 1916. 18 for the 18. 18. Uh, 19. 19. Spanish flu. Okay. Spanish flu. 1919. Okay. Was it, it wasn't, but it wasn't awarded during the war then either. It wouldn't have been. Would it have? I think it was. Yeah, I think there were, was a maybe 40, 44, 45. There was like a really, really short season. And I think it was uh, um, like basically between the, the Leafs and the Maroons, maybe. I'll have to look that up. It doesn't say anything here about that. But there you go. Lower Stanley Cup is the letter L. Always learning. Thank you so much, Aaron. That's great. Um, <laughs> You're very Okay, guys. Um, with that, that takes us to the end of this episode. Um, it's been a bit of a bumper episode, but it's been great to get caught up and, and get talking about hockey again and kind of get our hockey juices flowing. And hopefully we'll we'll make this regular and we'll still be back again maybe next month to talk about maybe uh, ongoing, you know, developments within the elite league as it starts to unfold about what's going to look like um and we know that the league will be meeting as well in the month of june so hopefully we'll get a bit more clarity around what's going to be coming uh, ahead for us um coming the 2021 2022 elite league season so we'll we'll keep a look on that um Guys, uh, if you don't have anything else, all I'll do is I'll sign off with our usual information about our social medias and our website. So any old post ep- past episodes, you can get um, f- you can listen back on our website at www.door14hockey.com. And we're on all of the social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, and also on Instagram at Dort14Hockey. It's been a bit quiet, but we'll, we'll try and put some more in there at some point and we'll try and put more information in there as we as the season starts to uh we're, build up we're not on we're not on tiktok but we're old and it scares us <laughs> no definitely not tiktok none of us need to dance no one needs to see that that's what i imagine that's that's what i assume tiktok is because that's all i ever see people do so yes we won't be on there uh with that then guys if we have nothing else uh we'll just sign off for this week i'm marty and dave i'm john i'm aaron have a great week <laughs> <laughs>